Hello everyone and welcome back to the Film Expo South SoundCloud channel. I'm Josh and today I'm joined by Mark Collins. Mark is a local actor, writer and director who has credits in feature films, short films, TV and commercials. In 2013, Mark's short film Rapid Intervention made it to the Cannes Film Festival and recently he started making his own feature film, Vectus. Hi Mark, how are you? I'm good, thanks Josh. Good, good. So how long have you been acting? Really, I uh, started taking it seriously about five years ago, just over mm. five years ago. Um, I mean, previous to that, I was more interested in writing and directing. I, I started working on, on various different films, uh, just in different departments, trying to get experience so that I could direct in the future. Mm. I didn't particularly want to go to film school because of the time and stuff, so I thought I'd just learn on the job, go on and learn hands-on. And... Um, the one of the first films well the first two films I worked on actually one was called Brown um, one of the actors didn't show I was I was a I was actually a um, set builder on that on that film yeah and the director asked me if I could step in because the it was the actor hadn't shown that morning for whatever reason uh, one of the actors and then I was about the same profile same age and stuff and he he, he thought I looked right for the part so he just said I, yeah, do you mind standing in? I'll give you some lines, learn a bit of scripts, and um, can you do that for us today? So I, I agreed, um, which because it's such short notice, I didn't have much time to worry about it. So I just yeah, I learned the lines. I've been working with the guys as well already on the set, so I knew everyone. But it wasn't something I was thinking about doing. Um, mm. But on the way home, I was on the same train as him, and he said, "Can we really like you? It's something maybe you should think about doing, you know, acting, yeah. doing some training." So. I sort of, I said, yeah, not really for me, yeah, <clears throat> and um, and then here we are. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, it happened a few times actually. I got pulled in front of the camera, and I was doing other jobs on set. Um, sort of by chance, then that sort of thing. Yeah, really. Um, yeah, and then another director, this was later on, said he said you should think about doing, yeah, you know, doing some acting. And uh, so I decided then to maybe look into it and do a bit of training, and I thought it'd help me as a director anyway just by doing the training it helped me work with actors and stuff so yeah went from there really yeah and uh, looking at your on your biography on your website you start, you were into uh, filmmaking that sort of stuff you were quite late into the game weren't you yeah I was yeah 37, 38 years old when I started thinking about it really yeah, yeah. what was it that made you go into the, the industry what was it that gave you the push I was um invited to be part of a uh, TV program called Confidence Lab on, on BBC Two mm. um, because the the production team were interested in my story because I was a, at the time I was a bricklayer but I was also writing a lot of poetry so they thought the contrast of bricklayer writing poetry was yeah, yeah it's not the sort of thing you'd think would go hand in hand would it no no so yeah, I was invited to do this this thing. It was like an experiment called Confidence Lab, um, just helping people change their lives, basically, mm. giving them confidence to do what they felt they wanted to do inside, sort of thing. It was just you know bringing out that that creative side of them, and um, so that's what it helped me. I, and it helped by being involved in the program because I was obviously sort of behind behind the scenes what was going on. I got to know the director Ian Denya quite well. Um, I just felt I felt at home there in that sort of setting, so I just thought, well, this is, this is something I really want to pursue and, and see if I can take it any further. Obviously, it worked that program. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. 
So whenabouts did you decide to direct and write? And why do you want to direct and write your own stuff and not direct someone else's stuff? Yeah, it started from, from the writing side. And I just thought, it's like when I'm, when I'm writing, I'm, I'm visualising it as a film. It's all playing out in my mind anyway. So I thought, I'm not sure if I'll be able to get someone else to do those exact those sort of shots I've got in mind. So I'm probably better off learning how to direct myself. That's why I went started working on different sets. Mm. And so really, it was just um, so I just I just done it to to make to to actually direct the films that I'm writing. I have thought about directing other people's films, but I just, it's something that um, maybe I'd do in the future. It's just yeah. for now, I thought that. Um, I just stick to directing the stuff I've written because I've, I've already got the vision for it. Yeah, you've already got your creative vision so you can create it how you want rather than how someone else's wants. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. What would you say one of the biggest difficulties of writing is? It's, it's, it's sitting down and writing every day. It's getting the inspiration, really, to because I find that I, I, I'll get the inspiration for something and then I'll go, go at it full on. But then I'll have times like happened recently actually um i don't feel i don't i'm not really feeling it at all i'm not getting anything coming so i'd sort of writer's block yeah that type of thing yeah i've I've read lots of books and stuff and heard lots of people talk about writer's block and they just have just 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 continue to write even if it's rubbish you know just sit down every day and write something yeah so i'd always encourage people to do that and you've written numerous things looking at your credits on your website what is the favourite thing that you've written? Probably Rapid Intervention, only because it was the first film that I decided to sit down and write. And it evolved quite a lot as well, the actual process. It sort of went from one thing to another. Yeah, and I've actually written more. I've written uh, like a TV miniseries as well, based on those characters, uh, which I haven't really done anything with. I've got it sitting there. So I think that one probably is my favourite. The, the best, the one I enjoyed the most, I think, was um, I've written a, a feature film called Vigilante Vickers, uh, which is a dark comedy, black comedy. Sounds like an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Which was quite a bit of, yeah, it was quite fun thinking about that, yeah. Um, and that's that's the next film after Vectis that I'm planning to make, mm. providing Vectis, yeah, goes well and I get the, yeah, get funding, all the funds, get the money back and stuff, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you were ready to start filming, weren't you? We were planning to start shooting sort of, in, uh, June, which yeah, which is around yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, and the whole industry has come to a standstill pretty much. What was your first reaction for that? I was, I mean, really um, deflated. I think that's the word for it. Yeah, yeah, because I sort of realised that um, the guys, the people that the willings to back me, some of the the um, people that were willing to fund the film, they were going to maybe rethink it because of the financial situation. Um, yeah. Which obviously, without the money, it's, you can't you can't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. And just the yeah, the whole because as well, I, I usually build up when I made rapid intervention, for instance, I just build up a um, it's like a, um, a, a, a ball, uh, sort of a rock rolling down a hill, it starts building up momentum, and it's and it gather everything as you as you go. So I really just started started the ball rolling, really. Um, and then this started the ball stopping, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, and I just realised, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do this. And it was because of the unpredictability of like timings and stuff. Even now, we're not really sure, you know, what's happening. If there's going to be a second, yeah, wave or whatever, so you can't really plan too far ahead. 
yeah, I'm just just waiting to hear now, really, and possibly later this year. If if not, I'll have to put it back till next year. Yeah, that'd be a shame. Have you been doing anything to do with the project? Have you been looking back at the scripts, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've sort of rethinking some of it actually, which is it's given me time to to really rethink and try and make it the best I can. Um, so I've, I've, yeah, I'm just editing it, editing the script. Also, I made a short, just a short te- teaser for the film between Christmas and New Year, and I've been looking at that and trying to improve it, trying to work on it before I release it. Um, yeah, as I said, problem is I'm because I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I, I never come to a place where I'm really happy with what I've done. Sort of like you, you keep you have so much time that you can look at the script, and you go, oh, oh, that's good. And then the next day, like, oh no, I don't like that again, and it keeps on going, and then like almost like spiraling that sort of thing. Yeah. So when do you you've said you reckon hopefully later this year or maybe next year, obviously that's going to be you know. Are you going to have to find like different like cast or maybe or crew then? Hopefully not. The um, hopefully not. The most of the cast I'm I'm hoping will still be okay for 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 when we start. Yeah, Alex, who's the main antagonist, Alex Woods. He's um, he's playing a character called Silo. He's said he's definitely on board for it still. Yeah, mm. um, and uh, I've got Tori. Ellen Ross, she was in Fighting With My Family, with Dwayne The Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she's um, she's playing Rosie in the film. She's 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 local, she lives on the Isle of Wight. Yeah, and she, she's really keen to do it, and her dad's really keen for her to do it as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, all the main people are still in place. I, I'm actually going to play the um, commander, Ian Stace, who's Rosie's dad. Yeah in the film um, so I know Vectis is the old name for the Isle of Wight isn't it that's right yeah so what would the film be about set in the near future post-apocalyptic which again is one of the things that I'm not sure if it's going to be at the moment it's sort of obviously um, so that's one of the things I've been working on the script maybe try and make it a bit more light-hearted but it's set in the not too distant future after a predicted mega tsunami has destroyed a third of the world population and most of the infrastructure. Uh, the UK is now tribal and um, violent gangs roaming, running things on the mainland. Um, Commander Stace and his daughter Rosie, they escaped to the Isle of Wight because it's somewhere they used to go when they were younger. And it's because the Isle of Wight's uh, self-sufficient to power by renewable energy, dairy farms, and still got agriculture and stuff going. Uh, the only problem is that uh, those assets attract, start attracting like, ruthless gangs. Yeah. Because they, they want the assets, um, so they they set up a small army to protect the island, basically. But there's lots of other things going on, like Ian Stace, he's got an alcohol problem that only his daughter knows about, and she's trying to help conceal it. Rosie's mum and Ian's um, wife was murdered, brutally raped and murdered, prior to the moving to the island. Yeah, I can see why you would want to change some elements of the film, obviously with the current situation that's going on. Yeah. So obviously there's going to be social distancing in place for quite a while. They're saying until vaccine is found or something like that. Do you reckon that the production is now going to take, obviously it's going to take longer because you've had to have the huge gap in production, but is it going to take longer to film because you can't have as many people around or? Yeah, I'm assuming it will do, yeah. Yeah, mm. obviously we have to do the risk assessments, um, which are usual anyway. Um, 
but we have to take a lot more into account. It's, yeah. So depending on when we start filming, and it's and it's down to other people as well, the other actors and stuff. That you know, what they're happy with. I have to be careful at the moment because my wife's actually she was um, on a vulnerable list. Ooh, yeah. So we, yeah, so I have to be careful about where I go because um, I haven't been out of the house that much recently. Yeah. Because I don't bring anything back to the house. Yeah. So I've just got to take all those things into account. Yeah, obviously, if it, if it takes longer, potentially that could mean more cost, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so you've got to think about that when going to investors and such, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and maybe doing it over a longer period as well. I suppose the beauty of it, we could we can break it down into you know smaller, um, doing it in, in in smaller stages over a longer period of time. That's one one reason why I want to get local actors and and crew on board because then obviously the cost of transport and stuff um, is less yeah so that's that's um, you take that into account when we're with, um, casting and budgeting for the film yeah so obviously Film Expo South can actually help with that because we have we have a, a list of cast of crew of that sort of stuff so if you ever needed help or anything um, obviously we'd be able to provide you know contacts for you potentially so that would be good because you just said you wanted local people obviously we we're dorset hampshire and isle of Wight, so that would definitely keep the cost down for you oh yeah definitely yeah yeah there's some um things that I probably will need um going into filming yeah well definitely so far i've, I've been doing the producing myself um yeah. but i would like it would be good to get a, a, a producer on board also a distributor as well and the usual thing as well that everyone every filmmaker wants financial backers yeah i've got so i've got some local businesses that were had uh, pledged to yeah pledge money um but i'm just going to see how they how they are but we're still yeah i'm still hopeful hope, hoping it's going to be okay i'm forever the optimist so. Uh, so you've just been cast in something first of all what is it and how's that going to work with the restrictions yeah, it's a, it's a, another local film called The Last Room, written and directed by Paul Bird. I've got the role of Vincent, who's basically a gangster boss, a bit of a nasty character. We've just been told that hopefully we'll be shooting sort of the end of July, um, but again, we're going to have to be careful. And the scene is, is, is quite a good film, actually, to start with, because it's mainly set in one room, so there's not a lot of locations. And there's maximum I think it's three four people in the room and they don't have to be close together apart from one scene yeah um, which we should be able to work our way around yes it should it's, it's definitely doable I guess the smaller the team the easier it is to do something like this yeah definitely I'm, I'm, I prefer working with a small team which we hope you can do with Vectors as well it just you can shoot faster yeah it's just a lot easier in a lot of ways Obviously, later on, it'd be good to work with a big, big production team. Well, I've worked on a lot of, yeah, on a few Hollywood um, productions. I definitely, I just saw War Machine is one of your credits. Yeah, that's quite impressive. What do you? What's the biggest project that you've worked on? Well, there's, there's a few actually. I've, I've been I worked on Mission Impossible. Unfortunately, my scene was cut, but that was uh, obviously a big, big budget. Yeah. And the scene that I mean, I worked out roughly. I mean, I just I sort of done a quick calculation. The, the scene that that we we were in, um, it was a stunt scene with Tom Cruise. 
I sort of guesstimated it was about three hundred thousand pounds just to shoot that scene. Blimey! And yeah, that's the, that's the sort of budget I'm looking for 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 my next feature film, not the, for the whole film. <laughs> Blimey! It wasn't the the scene where he broke his leg or something trying to do it, was it? It didn't break his leg, no, no, mm. no. It was um, it was quite a complicated stunt scene with a lot of people involved. The scale of it was massive. Yeah. Was it actually him doing it as well? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And £300,000 and it just got cut. That's, I mean, it shows you how big the budgets are for those sort of movies, doesn't it? Yeah. And obviously if something doesn't work or it doesn't, yeah, if it's not working yeah. in the story or if they don't need it, I mean, but it gives you an insight, yeah, working on those sort of things that, to what really, yeah, what really goes on and, and yeah. Well, it's, it sort of also shows how the film industry is going to work after this because obviously if they can afford to just drop £300,000 worth of footage... They should be okay after this, but it's going to be small films or short films or productions like yours that are going to be negatively affected, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully not too much. It's a shame. Mark, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, make sure to keep an eye out for Vectis, hopefully coming soon, fingers crossed. Uh, situation providing. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be. It's going to yeah. come to uh, Once again, I've been Josh, and this has been Film Expo South, working with the Hampshire, Dorset and Isle of Wight film officers.